is up, guys? Alex from Anacreates here. Welcome back to the Anacreates podcast. It's so nice of you to join me here again today. Today, I have a, a topic that I wanted to just talk about a little bit, and that is the online education space for music, and especially specifically engineering and production, because that's obviously the space that I'm in. And I'm going to say full disclosure off the top of this, I don't know if this is different in other industries and different places that people are trying to help educate people, but this is what I've noticed. And I read a very interesting article kind of about this and I wanted to just talk about it. I wanted to bring it on the podcast because I thought it was something very important to be just talked about. And I wanted to let my thoughts out a little bit. <laughs> so today we're talking about, um, online education and the kind of the, the modern, look at learning by social media. As you know, social media posts in a lot of capacities are very short. And I'm talking about those. I'm talking about Instagram posts that are, you know, one liners cause they have to be big and they have to be bold and they have to be in one shot or a scroll over. That's got a couple different points on it, but something that captures your attention. And a lot of small text does not capture your attention. Big text does, which means less content, <laughs> um, short posts on, on Instagram reels or on TikTok or on stories, that kind of stuff. It's bite-sized snippets of educational content. And I just want to talk about this because you can't learn something as sophisticated as audio engineering by that. And we've been seeing a, a, de a decline, frankly, in the education and in the way that producers are perceiving this. And it seems like a lot of online groups and online Facebook groups and stuff like that are getting a lot more keyboard warriors and a lot of, of, of very opinionated people and a lot of so-called experts. And I say experts in quotations because it's the people that really try and ram their thoughts down your throat. It's their way or the highway. And we've seen a, a influx of that and which breeds a lot of negativity, frankly, which is really sad to see in a creative space like music, because there is no right. There is no wrong. Everybody has their own creative outlet. Everybody has their own creative opinion. And that's the way it should be. And frankly, that's what's so beautiful about creation. It's so self-expressive. And especially when it comes to engineering and production and songwriting, all that kind of stuff, it's very self-expressive, which means that there isn't really any wrong or right way to do it. There's a million different options. And yes, you could say that, that there are some, uh, base rules that you have to follow, you know, no clipping of things. But I mean, frankly, if your inputs clip and it sounds good and it has a specific tone to it, great. If it doesn't sound good, well then that's, it's not, it just isn't what you were going for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because frankly, a lot of distortion, a lot of harmonics is clipping. So you cannot, uh, say no clipping because when you clip a Neve, it sounds really nice. When you clip a console, it sounds really nice. When you drive that really hard, it's the saturation is what is, is what we like to hear in a way. And that's what gives a lot of those, those consoles, their sound. And anyway, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but the point is, is that you can't just say no clipping. Um, and that's where we're at with social media posts because they're so short, because they're so bite-sized, we're losing a lot of the actual education and the fundamental, uh, lessons behind a lot of this stuff. It's not that the social media posts are outright wrong. It's just that it's not educating. It's not showing the whole story. And when, with a lot of concepts uh, with creativity, there is no hard and fast rules, which social media posts are often written in a way that makes it sound like there are hard and fast rules, which there aren't, um, because you can push that. It's about self-expressiveness. It's about exploring. It's about trying different things. Yes, you can have guides. Yes, you can have 
something to push you along. And you know, with content that I make, I really try and do that. I try and help you, uh, whoever's listening, whoever's watching, this is an option, but it's not the only option. And the unfortunate part about a lot of companies, a lot of education companies, a lot of schools, a lot of social media posts by people who call themselves experts, a lot of the ones uh, that are, that seem to be very popular, frankly, are sound very, uh, this is the way and that is the way it should be, which is not the case. I love some of the more independent creators who don't know who are on the up and coming, uh, trying different things themselves and sharing their experiences because they don't make it sound like this is the only way they just go, this is what I tried and this is what worked for me, but this is not the only way to do it. And that's what it is all about. And I don't like the social media posts that are very, or, or, or the, the posts by people, the, uh, discussions where people are in there going, this is the only way to do it. This is the only way it is. This is the rule. This is how it works. All this kind of stuff. And I really find that unfortunate because up and coming producers don't know the difference, don't understand the fundamentals. So they take these rules as hard and fast rules. So I really don't like how that is happening. And frankly, that's one of the reasons that I have struggled with my social media in the past. You know, I've got the YouTube channel and I like that. That makes sense to me. And that I understand. And that I think can be good because a lot of longer form content can actually express the full uh, contents and the full uh, scale of something. You can actually get into the nitty gritty in some things. You can actually explain that this isn't the only way. And people do on YouTube. People do that a lot more on Instagram and TikTok and all those kind of things. It's harder to show that because it's just, you don't have time. Um, so it, you do get that kind of the rule of thumb kind of a thing, not the full backstory so that you really understand the fundamental concepts that are trying to be portrayed. You get this bite-sized piece of it, which is almost a half truth half the time, which is worse <laughs> because you don't actually understand it. You're just getting the, the overarching view. That's not really correct. So anyway, the way that I see it right now is that long form content is good and people need to look at long form content, but short form content, short little posts, short little bursts, uh, tips and tricks that are, you know, a line long. It's there's probably more to that story. You know what I mean? And it's causing a new uh, type of music producer, a new type of engineer, frankly, who go by those rules and who go by the rules that, that are portrayed in these short media, social media posts that don't look any deeper into the concepts to actually understand the underlying concept. Cause that's, that's where we're losing all of this stuff. Um, is people don't actually look at the underlying concept. So you have these music producers who learn just based on memes, based on, uh, the, the short form bite-sized pieces and don't realize the concept, which makes them end up being in groups and stuff because there's some people who just get very hard headed about this. And I'm probably going to get some hate mail from this, but, um, who think that their way is the only way. And if you feel that way, there's probably more to it. And what happens is people who think that their way is the only way often don't understand the actual concepts, which means they don't want people to question them about it. They don't want people to uh, argue them about it. They don't want people to have a discussion about it because they can't defend their position. They only know that their way is the only way they know. And that's the one thing that they understand. So they don't want to have a discussion about it because they can't defend why they believe what they believe. So they're kind of in too deep already. You know what I mean? That's where it becomes unfortunate because that's where you get keyboard warriors just saying that this is the only thing. This is the only way. And that doesn't 
create a flourishing learning uh, environment. And you need to understand, and you need to, as you're coming up, you need to understand that there is many, many, many different ways. And it doesn't matter how good you are, there is a different way, there is other ways, there is other things that you can learn. And, you know, I've worked, I've had the pleasure of working with a lot of great engineers. And a lot of those engineers never hold fast to anything. <laughs> they are always willing to try stuff. They are always willing to learn something from somebody underneath them. One of the best engineers that I ever learned from, and I've talked about him before, Lenny, he, uh, he, you know, he's been doing this for 40 years. He is an expert. He's trained so many great engineers and he would come to me and ask me, what do you think about this? Or what did you try? Or he wanted to hear those things. He knew that his way wasn't the only way. He knew that there was other things that I might've tried. And he instilled that on me when he was teaching me that this is one of the ways this gets you started. This is what you're looking for or whatnot. But this is not the only way. Find your own way. Find your own things. Take this knowledge and expand on it. Try it for yourself. Learn new things. And I did. And then he would want to know what I did and he would want to learn from me. And, you know, you'd think, well, this guy knows everything. This guy is the master. He knows the ins and outs after 40 years of doing this with some of the biggest bands in the world, making massive records and tons of them, uh, you know, he'd know everything. But even he doesn't know everything and he knows he doesn't know everything. And that's the thing with experts. There are now experts that are experts and experts that are not experts, but portray themselves as experts. Then there are people who genuinely just believe I don't know anything. Uh, I am learning and they're, they're good. They're, you're good with that. But then there are people who are, should be that, but are, uh, portraying themselves as experts. They say, this is the only way to do it. This is what we have. And that's where we get dangerous. So unfortunately there are a lot of educators out there who, who, are, who, who portray themselves as educators who are not willing to actually admit that they don't know everything. And they want to portray this, uh, this fact that they know everything. And, and that's not true. None of us are, no matter how long you've been doing this. And unfortunately, consumers of that, they gravitate towards the people who portray better the fact that they know everything, which is actually not the way you should go, um, especially in the music space, especially in a creative space like this. Yes, there are different industries that that is the case. I'm talking about music and I'm talking about creative spaces. You know, there isn't one way to do things in something like social media or whatnot. There's tons of those business kind of things where there are a few more rules of this is how you have to do taxes, or this is how you have to, um, you know, this is how the YouTube algorithm works, or this is how the Instagram algorithm works or whatever. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, I'm not in that space, but I'm sure there are some, a little more hard and fast rules. And I'm sure that there are more things you can take from a bite-sized piece. Uh, that's a tip and a trick. That's fine. In music, um, I'm not saying that there aren't any tips, tips that you can get from a bite-sized piece that are a rule of thumb, but some of the underlying concepts have to be understood first before you can actually get anything out of those bite-sized pieces. And that's where people skip. They skip over that because they're scrolling on Instagram far before they're reading anything that's a long form piece of content or watching a 20 minute YouTube video about something. And that's the unfortunate part. You need the long form content. You need more in-depth fundamental knowledge to get started. Started, um, before you can understand the, the tips and tricks. And, and a lot of educators don't say that because they don't want to say that they don't actually understand them themselves. You know, um, I try and portray that a lot in my, my videos that I don't know everything. 
I genuinely don't, and I'm not mad when somebody, you know, I've been doing reaction videos on YouTube and I'm not mad when people come to me and say, oh, he actually, they actually use this synth or, oh, they, they actually don't have a guitar in there. It's this thing that sounds like a guitar or, you know, that this person is actually much more of a producer than you thought. Um, I love it when people come to me and say these things. I love it when people comment on my videos and give me other tips, especially if they do it nicely, please just please do it nicely. And you know, I, I, I love when I'm educated by more things. We're all in this together. We're all learning together, frankly. And music has improved so much over the past 20 years, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It's improved so much. It continues to improve. And the reason why is because we all are helping each other out. And that's the beautiful part. We're all making better and better music. We're all trying to figure this out. It's not, you know, it's not everybody against everybody else. We're all in this together. And unfortunately, some educators want it to be just them and their way is the highway and that's it. But they actually don't know enough to back up what they know because they learned it from somebody's social media post. You know what I mean? I've met a lot of experts. I've worked with a lot of expert engineers, like I said, and, uh, and I've never met an expert who thinks they know everything. If you are a true expert, if you truly are in this and love what doing this and want to just make better music, then you will understand the fact that you don't know everything and you'll never know everything because there is never everything to know. <laughs> you know, technology keeps changing. Genres keep changing. Production techniques, techniques keep changing. People keep changing. Uh, and as people keep changing, their tastes keep changing. And as a human race, frankly, we keep changing, which means that our tastes will keep changing and evolving. And you know, people talk about, uh, music kind of goes in, um, in phases, you know, we had metal and then we went to grunge and then we went to hip hop and now we're into pop. And now, you know, pop punk is making a comeback that hasn't been there for 10 years. And you know, there's different phases of this and we keep going through different things. But my point is, is that as that keep changing, it keeps changing. And as we get to redoing another genre, let's say, you know, when metal makes a comeback, when uh, pop punk is making a comeback right now, we have new technology. We have new, uh, techniques to make music. We have new artists. We have all this different kind of things, which means that yes, it's the underlying fundamental genre of pop punk, but it's in a new age with new technology and new, new tactics to record it, to promote it, to perform it, <laughs> uh, all this kind of stuff. New sounds are available, new, um, things that we can meld it with. Now there's more electronic music than ever before. Now there's different sampling techniques now, all this kind of stuff. So basically it's going to be a new genre of pop punk. Yes, it is still kind of the same and a lot of pop punk people will like it, but we've developed technologically. We've developed our tastes. We don't want to hear exactly what we had 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. We want to hear what we have now. Um, you know, that's why bands have to keep developing. They can't stay the same with their sound. They have to keep developing and technology fuels that, uh, different inspiration fuels that different genres fuel that, you know, you can't stay in your own little bubble and expect to keep developing and getting better and making your music better without some outside influence. Uh, you're just going to stay static. You're just going to stay the same. And you see that with bands who are on the forefront of this, some, somebody like Bring Me the Horizon or even Taylor Swift, you know, they decided we're going to change genres. We're going to morph. We're going to, you know, develop our sound and Bring Me has been doing some very amazing work 
work and they've kind of shifted. They went very poppy for a bit. Now they're coming back. They have some, you know, some speed metal kind of stuff back to an ode to their early genres, but they're not the early genre anymore. They are not the blast metal, whatever death metal kind of stuff that they used to do on their first record. They're not there anymore. They've developed, they've grown and their audience has grown with them and they've acquired new audience members and people who like them for stuff in the middle are still with them now because it's still them. It's still their creativity. It's still, and you can see that Taylor Swift, you know, she used to be country and then she kind of slowly morphed and then went full pop. And then now she's doing some kind of like folk stuff. She's not scared of trying different things because the technology allows her to do it. Her creativity allows her to do it. Her influences from those genres allow her to do it. And that's, what's amazing about it. And that's what frankly is amazing about production and engineering as well. We learn so many different things from different genres. I love working on tons of different genres. Um, I don't listen to a lot of rap and hip hop myself, but I loved working on rap and hip hop sessions with producers because I would take stuff from the way that they do things, processes, uh, sounds, uh, techniques to get sounds, all this kind of stuff. I would take that and apply it or use it as inspiration for something to do with metal or rock. And then we get a really cool fusion of these things. And that's where we get engineers and producers with their own sounds that are so different and so unique. And that's why it keeps shifting. And then we get artists that bring their thing into that and you get this really interesting mix. So, um, my, my point is that things keep changing, but you have to understand the fundamentals underneath it to be able to keep changing. And you can't just stay hard and fast to one specific thing. I kind of went on a bit of a tangent there. I did not intend to do all of that, but I think it's a very interesting topic. And I think that people need to realize that it's always shifting and to bring it back experts who are genuinely experts understand this and are always willing to develop experts who claim to be experts who aren't really are the people that are not wanting to change, not wanting to do anything different, uh, because they can't, they don't understand the concepts behind it. And so all they do is, is just fight, you know, and they get questions. That's just, nope, just stick to the rules, stick to this that I've already showed you. Um, and it's very sad. You know, I love questions that I don't understand. I absolutely love people that come to me with questions. I don't fully understand yet because it pushes me in maybe a direction I wouldn't have thought of myself. It pushes me creatively. It pushes me in my, in my craft. And I love researching it to help you guys and people who ask me these questions because I have a bigger base set of knowledge. I will admit that I do have a bigger base set of knowledge than most people. Hence why I want to share that with you guys. And I also have with that base set of knowledge, I have better knowledge and better fundamentals to research something and actually tell you something that's true, not a completely you know, left field kind of a thing. Um, and because I, I feel like I, I do a good job of saying this is one option, not all the options and let's explore multiple different options. I feel like it's good that I, I share that because I feel like there's too many educators that don't do that. And too many people trying to help and share that do not understand that I I've worked with engineers who've done that and who, uh, you know, they try and educate, they, they act like, yeah, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to show you something new. And I, I, I do learn stuff, but when I ask them about it, they don't like to really dive into why they do it because you can tell they don't understand why they do it, <laughs> you know, which is unfortunate. Um, so anyway, 
I like questions because it pushes me to expand my own knowledge. And frankly, that's one of the reasons I love doing this as well is because I love expanding my own knowledge as well as educating you guys. So I help, uh, get you somewhere else because I have a, a nice base set of knowledge to be able to help you get somewhere else and to be able to explain it and, and try and help you understand the next step in your own journey. Um, while also learning more for myself. And I love that. I love when we all get to collectively educate each other in different ways. So that's, you know, the, the danger of these experts on social media who aren't actually experts. So to go back a little bit and just talk about a little bit more about these social media posts that I'm talking about, which kind of share a piece of the story, but don't share the whole thing. So they share like a half truth and don't actually back it up. And so you don't understand the concept. Let me give you an example of this. There's a social media post and it says base has no directional frequency, which isn't false, but it's not true. It's, it's true and false at the same time. It's, it's a half truth in a way. So people would have you believe, and these educators say bass doesn't have a directional frequency. That's why in a room, it just is bassy around you, which isn't, you know, yes, when you're in a room, you can't really tell where the bass is coming from. You can't tell exactly a subwoofer is over here or over there. You just kind of know there's bass around, you know, and in those contexts, yes, it is easier to have the bass just kind of be there and the subwoofer doesn't have to be in exactly the right spot necessarily. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's not totally true. Um, but you know, you can get fooled by that when you're sitting there going, yeah, you're right. I don't know where the bass frequency is. So bass has no directional frequency. That's true. And now this social media post has told you that, and that's what you believe, but it's not true. And, you know, let me break this one down for you. And, uh, it's not that the physics say that there's less directional frequency as the, as the frequency goes down, as we get to lower frequencies, it's just the ability to perceive the direction with longer wavelengths as the wavelengths increase our, our ability to perceive it goes down. It's not that it doesn't have a directional frequency. It's literally, we can't perceive it as well as humans. We can't perceive it as well. And you know, when you think about it, the way that we tell where a sound is, is because we have two ears on either side of our head, <laughs> you know, and our, our brain brilliant as it is calculates where the sound is coming from. So this, you know, the right ear gets the frequency first, the left ear gets the frequency slightly delayed and also a little bit filtered out because it's going around our head. So the, the really high frequency, you know, it gets dulled down a bit and then it's in the other one and the, the time delay versus the frequency, uh, shift means that we're going to position it over there. And our brain knows that that's, it's more to the right or more to the left or whatever. That's how our brain detects where frequencies are happening. As the frequency goes lower, the actual wavelength increases, which means that our head, because it's not very big, it plays less of a role. And the, the wavelength gets to both ears a little bit more on the same time. We can't totally tell as much. Um, there's less of that filtering effect by our head because it's a low frequency that just literally wraps around. It's, it's definitely more omnipotent in that way, omnipotent in that way. Um, so we have a little bit Bit harder of a time. Now, if you are in a room, this goes completely out the window because, you know, yes, there are standing waves. So the bass bounces around and the standing waves of bass are way more, uh, just because of the power of the waveform in an open field though, if you listen and you hear a plane that you hear the low frequencies of a plane. And yet we can still kind of guesstimate where it's coming from. It's not that it's just there. It's, we can kind of guess within a certain degree, our ears can still kind of tell where it's coming from, which means it still is perceivable. And which means that it does have a directional frequency. Otherwise 
we would not be able to tell where it's coming from. So, you know, it's a hard concept to grasp, which is why people have played, have come up with the rule of thumb. Bass has no directional frequency. This whole concept could be a podcast of its own. So I'm not really trying to explain how this works in this podcast. I'm more trying to show you how complicated the actual, um, concept is and how it's been boiled down to one simple one-liner, which is bass has no directional frequency because it's easier to explain. It's easier to understand and people can go on about living their lives and making their music. That's fine. And for most things that doesn't matter. It's not going to change uh, the way your mix sounds, but you can see how the concept would screw you up if there were other concepts that had a bit more underlying fundamental knowledge that you needed. And that's where these social media posts fall short because you can't do that. So, you know, if I did a whole podcast or a whole video about this, I could explain all of the backstory, but in a quick social media post, I can't. So to make a quick thing, you do the one-liner. And that's where I find uh, long-form content is far superior in education of something creative because we can talk about the fundamental underlying concepts and we can say this is how you'd use it and or we could talk about how this is one option and this is another option, this is another option, pick which one works best for you. And also these are only three of the million options that are out there and they're just the three that I know, so here you go. Uh, for different tactics and different techniques and different things, we can't learn it in, a, in half a second. We have to actually watch a 20 minute video that explains that concept. And I could do that for this base concept, but nobody would probably listen to it if you didn't really care. People like the quick, easy social media post that just sums it right up. The problem with this, and this is where I'm, where I'm going with this, is the problem is that that's a rule of thumb. And that's fine. Rules of thumb are good, but you need to understand the underlying concept to, to grasp the rule of thumb and to be able to use the rule of thumb because you in your mind know what that rule of thumb actually means because you understand the underlying concepts. But if all you know is the rule of thumb, it's kind of like taking a cheat sheet and expanding it into a textbook. But if you uh, take a textbook and sum it down to a cheat sheet, you know, now every line on that cheat sheet, you understand that's what it actually meant because you know, the knowledge deep down, you actually do understand the concept and you've, you've researched it. So now the cheat sheet line makes sense. So when I look at the base has no directional frequency, I go, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I get that because I actually know how it all works. But if that's your only piece of knowledge, you don't actually understand how that works or why you can't, uh, expand on it. You can't use it for anything. And that's where the problem is with these social media posts. And this is only one example. There are a million examples. And as I'm talking about this, you, you may think about some of these posts that come out that you think that that makes sense. But yet, if you really think about it, you don't understand why. Uh, and that's where the unfortunate thing happens. And that's part of the problem and is the oversimplification of advice. Unfortunately, experts or experts with quotations, um, make it sound like they know everything, but they're oversimplifying it because that's how they learned it. And they don't actually understand the underlying concepts. Can you make music like this? Absolutely. You can still use these rules of thumb. You can still use these oversimplification of advice to make music. It's kind of like using presets. You can still use presets. Is it going to sound as good? No, because you can't adjust the presets. You just have to kind of rely on somebody's pre-made preset. But if you underline, the, you understand the underlying concept of how to use that plugin or how to use that piece of gear, you can take a preset as a starting position and then tweak it and make your mix sound better. You can't oversimplify everything and you can oversimplify, I think other things, but 
not stuff that has to do with the underlying fundamental knowledge needed for engineering and actually capturing sound. And that's like, we're talking physics, we're talking about a whole bunch of other stuff. So we need to be careful, basically. My, my point of this is to be careful. Uh, when you see something online, when you, when you see somebody, don't get into a, an argument about it, because if you are so hell-bent that that's the only way to do it, and your way is the only way, and you're going to get into an argument with somebody about it, or they're getting into an argument with you about it, do not engage, because you should step back and think, what is it that I actually understand? What is it that I don't understand? There's obviously something that I don't understand if I'm really trying to defend this. I look at a lot of social media posts and think, okay, is there something true here that they're, that I don't know, that they're, I'm, they're sharing with me, that I genuinely don't know? And I'm trying to learn more from that. And then I obviously see people who just don't know what they're talking about and their logic does not make any sense and doesn't go anywhere, which means they don't actually understand it. Uh, and that's the problem. Don't be that person. <laughs> you know, the rules of thumb are great, but actually look into the underlying knowledge of the rule of thumb, look into that textbook and then make your own cheat sheet out of it. And, and I'm not saying literally a textbook, but when you, when you watch a video about a concept, watch the video, understand the whole thing, and then take what you want from it as, because you have actually done the research and learned something from it. So you understand it because that's going to help you build more knowledge as you go. Uh, the, the quick one-liners, the cheat sheets, the, the rules of thumb don't help you build knowledge. It's kind of, it's a, it's a one, it's just, it's on its own, <laughs> but the long form content that actually gives you more information, that's where you're going to learn more and also build foundation to learn other things, uh, around that as well. And that's very important when being able to be creative, if you're trying to be creative, you should know more about the other things around being creative to help you be more creative in different ways. Because if you only know one thing, you're going to make your one, your, your music that one way and not actually understand anything else to be able to expand and try new things. Whereas that's kind of the part of the excitement is learning new things, learning different things, um, to expand what you're doing and expand your own creativity even further than your just base knowledge creativity that you start with. You know, you have to expand that way. Like I talked about expanding is where you have to go. You can't stay the same and you are going to get sick of staying the same. So to keep yourself engaged, not even just audiences and other people, but yourself, you are going to want to change at some point. You have to grow as a creator with more knowledge. And it all comes down to underlying the fundamentals and the, uh, the concepts of everything to then grow, not just sticking to the rules of thumb that somebody shoves in your face, <laughs> you know? So do your own research and take time to actually research it and take time to learn that and know that not everything can be taught in tiny little segments. There's probably more to it. So do that research and actually learn to be able to build yourself up and build your knowledge up to then grow wherever you want to grow. But you have that, you can, you can make that decision at that point. Once you know more knowledge, you can then pick how you want to use it, you know, but you have it there and it can continue to grow with you. So that is, uh, that's my, my thoughts on this. That is the podcast for today. Hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully this made you think a little bit and, hopefully it inspired you to go and research and learn a bit more about this and also ask questions. Part of asking questions is not a weakness at all. Um, I find that a lot. People think that asking questions shows that there it's a weakness, but it's not. It's, it's, it shows strength to be able to go to admit that I don't know everything and I want to know how you do this. And even if somebody tells you the same thing that you already know, at least you've learned some, the, that they do it the same way, or they might have one little piece of information in there, one little nugget 
that's a little different than the way you do it. Cause nobody does everything the exact same way. So, you know, ask questions. Don't be shy asking questions. Ask questions to me, ask questions to somebody you trust, ask questions to somebody that actually knows their stuff and is willing to admit that they also are going to learn from you. <laughs> you know, I really think that's how you find good educators and, uh, and, and good knowledge from educators. As long as you're asking questions, as long as you're willing to admit that you don't know everything and they're willing to admit that they don't know everything, we all share knowledge and that's, that's the best way to do this. So that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that got you thinking and I hope that just got you a little more confident in your own learning journey. And, uh, yeah, of course, ask questions, go to my website, ask me questions on Twitter, Instagram, website, everywhere. Just, uh, I'm always happy to answer questions or if I don't know it, I'm happy to help you figure it out as well as myself figure it out. I'd love that journey. That's amazing. So, um, yeah, don't be shy. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you in the next episode until then always be creating. Mm -hmm.